1: All right, welcome back. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, Mike. Okay, so we just finished talking uh, about the Ferry Creek logging dispute. Mm -hmm. We've got over 130 arrests on Vancouver Island with people blocking the logging roads there. Flashpoint, old growth logging. And we've we followed this on the show. We've had both sides of it. This morning I spoke to Susan, Susan Yurkovich from the Council of Forest Industries making the case for Limited old growth logging supports a lot of jobs and GDP growth in the province. So they are, you know, keep letting Log- us cut some of these some of these big trees. Logging old growth has al- been a long-time
0: controversial practice in B.C. It goes back to War of the Woods. Uh, it's never gone away as an issue. And now that the pandemic has reached a new stage where we're sort of coming out of it and our minds are now latching on to more traditional issues, Um the Fairy Creek situation is classic example of returning to old political issues. Yeah, in a way that never surfaced for 15 months as we were consumed by daily COVID numbers. We're, we're coming out of this. We're reopening. Our, our minds are in a different place than they were, and that's why the Fairy Creek. Uh, situation is a fascinating one. I'm not sure how this is going to play out, but it's going to continue.
1: Okay, it's a really sticky one for the Horgan government here because you got the First Nation involved in supporting the logging going on, but the, this is the same government also commissioned a report on old growth logging that had a recommendation there to sort of stop some of these yep. this old growth logging in very sensitive areas. And yep. protesters arguing this is one where it should be stopped. Well, the, the,
0: the fact the First Nation supports this is the real uh, game changer here. This is because of UNDRIP, the, the NDP, you know, there was, there was unanimous, unanimous support in the legislature for the declaration or the passage of UNDRIP, United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, which again instills um, the authority for First Nations to do a number of things on their traditional lands, and this is one of them. And it's, this is a very sticky situation for the NDP. Okay, where
1: does uh, this could be? Res- how can this be resolved? I'm, I'm not sure there is a, a way to resolve it.
0: Well, so, um, uh, I this, this does involve economic activity and jobs, which means it's about money. Yeah. Um, is this something a giant, literally a giant check could solve? I mean, do you <laughs> replace the economic activity that it would disappear if there's a ban on this logging, uh, estimate how much money that is, and do you cut a check for that amount of money? could be a lot of money. It could be a lot to of money, it but that uh, may be
1: the only way out of this. But I think you're what's going to your, see... What's your read on the government's mood on this? Is that something you think they're looking I at? I think
0: they're a little nervous about this, for yeah. sure. I've talked to some cabinet ministers who are a little perplexed. One minister told me, look, we've gone all in on UNDRIP, and this is uh, this is what uh, the consequences can be. But I don't see how they can overrule or overstep the uh, the wishes of the First Nations here. Okay, we continue
1: to follow that one real close. Already. It's going to be
0: all-summer-long protest. I mean, you can just see this, the proverbial long, hot summer yeah. of that protest line. As we open up, travel restrictions ease. You're going to literally see people jumping on a ferry on the, from Metro Vancouver. Come on over here. It's, it's a bit of a drive, a bit of a hike to get out there, but it's accessible, and it's more accessible than Clackwood Sound. I think you're going to see... Probably more than a
1: thousand arrests. Okay, yeah, we could see a lot more arrests here in the days ahead. Um, let's talk about the reopening plan in British Columbia. And just wrote an interesting column on this for Global News about the the timelines here and mm-hmm. when things are expected to open up. Yeah, so we're starting the month of June tomorrow. And June fifteenth is the next target date for step two. We get th- more things opening. Are we on track to hit these dates and oh, hit these targets?
0: For sure. If you look yeah. at the fine print on on the uh, restart plan, we do have the the dates: June fifteenth, step two; J- July first, step three; September seventh, step four. They're pegged to certain uh, markers, milestones. We want We we're not going to go to step two unless we have sixty five percent first dose. Well, we're already there. Uh, we're not going to go to step three unless we have declining hospitalization numbers. Uh, step two on June 15th is stable hospital numbers um, and uh, ICU cases. And we're already there in daily cases. Our daily case count has dropped uh, by more than 700 uh, since uh, the peak. And the peak really now is the sort of April 10th to 17th week. That was the peak of, of the wave. And ever since then, our daily case numbers have dropped and they're continuing to drop. Hospitalizations have dropped in a week on a weekly basis and continue to drop, as do ICUs. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're on track to meet all these targets. Our vaccination numbers are are rising uh, steadily. We're going to probably be close to 80% by the e- end of June, and these steps are predicated on 70% first dose, and we're going to exceed that uh, very quickly.
1: Okay, taking a look at step two, which would kick in on June 15th, so a couple of weeks from now, uh, outdoor personal gatherings up to 50 people would be allowed, mm-hmm. indoor seated organized gatherings up to 50. You could have 50 people inside at a wedding. At a wedding. So I know, June 15th, uh, B.C. recreational travel allowed. So the travel restrictions that are still in place. Start traveling in the province. To come down.
0: Yep. By June, June 15th, we're on track to travel the province to hold a small wedding, uh, to gather in uh, large crowds outside up, up to 50. And then on July 1st, we're on track again to travel the country. Um, again, hold larger gatherings, go to uh, outdoor sporting events in terms of spectators. So, yeah, things are looking very good right now. Another one. The one caveat to this whole thing, and we're seeing it in other jurisdictions, are the variants of concern, particularly yeah. the B16172 uh, variant, which is the one first discovered in India. That is becoming a problem in the UK, which is now reconsidering its plans to its next stage of reopening on June 21st, may be suspended because of the outbreak associated with that variant of concern in the UK. There's just an example of the variants are much more transmissible. But we're getting more and more people vaccinated with the first dose, so uh, that should balance things
1: off. Okay. Also, looking at liquor service set to midnight. be extended to midnight. That would potentially depend, depend, happen on June fifteenth as well. I, so right now, it's last calls ten p.m. So you'd have another. Not, couple of hours. Uh, talking
0: to some uh, restaurant owners over the weekend, I mean, people have rushed back to restaurants in a way we didn't see back in. Um, uh, the, the first uh, uh, sort of reopening where you could have you know limited uh, tables of six and such. It's, the rules are still the same, but the crowds seem to be bigger in terms of uh, more and more people uh, wanting to get into pubs and, and restaurants.
1: We had a news conference this afternoon with Bonnie yep. Henry. Three o'clock briefing,
0: Dr. Bonnie Henry, Health Minister Adrian Dix, will get an update on the COVID numbers. I expect it's going to be a three-day count. Hopefully it's less than a 1,000. Uh, over three days, which would be very good news, and hopefully the hospitalization numbers continue to drop as do ICUs. Now, if they don't, if suddenly cases are up and hospitals are up and ICUs are up, I don't think they will be, that means that June 15th uh, next stage would be in jeopardy, but I think we're in good shape.
1: Okay, some confusion around people looking for their booster shot, their second shot. So are they expected to be contacted automatically to receive your second shot, or do you have to register online again If you got your to dose, get your second dose?
0: If you got your dose before, we had that all in one province online registration, you've got to re, re, uh, re-register. So yeah. people who were before, I think, April 10th, I believe, yeah. uh, somewhere there, you have to re-register because the contact information isn't there. Other than that, you should be contacted. Now, there is. you and I are part of the AstraZeneca club, yeah. which means we went through pharmacies, and it's unclear that all pharmacies are going to um, contact you. So the rule of thumb is if you're unsure, go re-register. There's there's nothing nothing preventing you from doing that. Uh, but it, again, if you got Pfizer and Moderna, you should be
1: contacted. And latest on the mix and match option here, like if you got AstraZeneca, you got the Moderna vaccine, would it be okay to take a Pfizer dose as the second dose? That's still being studied, or well,
0: Moderna and Pfizer are considered. If you, if you got Moderna, you can get Pfizer. Uh, if you got AstraZeneca, you can get Pfizer. But there are ongoing studies on the the advice on AstraZeneca is perhaps just hang on in. Bonnie Henry's words, hang on a bit. Um, don't rush for your second dose. The uh, Science is suggesting that if you, if you prolong that interval with AstraZeneca just a little longer, it builds up that, the strength of that first dose. So no hurry to get your second dose of your AstraZeneca, but okay. you will get... A...
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care, PlushCare Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Chris and Surrey. Hey, Chris.
0: Hi guys, it's good to see Hi. you again. Um, I'm happy to get my first dose almost a month ago already, guys. Keith, you answered one one of my questions already this morning. My other question to you, Keith, was I've seen some CNN reports about how the U.S. might do some booster shots in 2022. Has our Adrian uh, Dix or uh, Bonnie Henry mentioned anything about maybe doing booster shots in 2022? Not specifically, but it has been pointed out by them and others that this could be an annual event uh, for your vaccinations. This, just like we get a flu vaccine every year, we may be getting a COVID uh, booster shot every year. We don't know that yet, but that's certainly a definite possibility.
1: Yeah, I would say that's maybe maybe even a likelihood. Yeah. Who knows? But what about the uh, number of crowds? It was interesting to watch some uh, hockey games happening in Canada with actual fans in the stands. Yes, wow, twenty five hundred in Montreal. Is that going to be allowed in BC at some point? Like, can you yep. go to a BC Lions game this summer? Maybe the, the crowd numbers
0: haven't been determined yet but if you look at uh, the reopening plan there's going to be safety plans attached with everything we do so you, you there are going to be spectators at sporting events this summer the expectation is if we meet our targets starting after july but it's not going to be 30,000 people there will be limits on 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 crowds but they're going to be crowds larger than there were last summer let's go to frank on
1: the line in langley hey frank yeah good morning guys uh listen keith i've been taking care of an 85 year old uh, girlfriend of mine and she is I've already gotten her first dose. I did everything. I booked it through myself. I've been getting all the emails. I've not yet received the email for her second dose. Is there another step I'm missing?
0: No, I don't think you're missing uh, a step, but it perhaps is not uh, at at the point yet where her second dose has come up. Now, we just changed the interval, if you recall, just last week uh, to eight weeks from 13. So it may take some time, perhaps, to get that eight-week interval into the system. The first people who are going to get... The second dose quicker than usual is about four hundred thousand people who people have um, are clinically vulnerable uh, have different health conditions, uh, people in long term care homes, uh, elderly people as well. But she should be in there fairly soon.
1: Okay, and but as you mentioned, it doesn't hurt to check, right? You no. can still go online. You can still call the call center.
0: Yep. Right. Awesome. Call center is always there.
1: Yeah, I mean, for anyone who's wondering, be proactive. Y- you know, if you want to give yourself peace of mind, yeah, take the step and check it out. Like phone them. Yep. You know, go online. You're,
0: you're going to get a second dose. Yeah. Let's go
1: to Brian on the line in Langley. Hey, Brian. Hey, quick question, guys.
0: I was on the CDC
1: site just three weeks ago, and they said it's right clear that you shouldn't vaccinate anybody under 16 years of age. And here we are just three weeks out, and that's what we're doing. And the other question is, um, there are several that look like they're
0: solid articles that if you had COVID, you now have a very good immunity and you shouldn't need a vaccine if you can speak to that because the art it's very uh some of the art articles are so contradictory and they seem to be solid it causes the average layman to kind of you know go okay. a bit loopy thanks for the call yeah so not all articles are the same there's a lot of yeah. stuff out there on the internet that's inaccurate so uh no get your vaccine even if you've had COVID. Bonnie terms,
1: Henry has said if you've had vaccine, you've, you've, you've had COVID and you've recovered, still get the shot. Exactly. Yeah. And in terms of the
0: uh, people under the age of 16, the, so the science has changed on this. I mean, we're now at uh, 12 to 17. We weren't there at the beginning, but we had enough clinical trials from Pfizer in the United States involving uh, thousands of uh, youngsters who showed zero Uh, adverse effects from getting the vaccine. In fact, had their immune system strengthened. So, no, the science has
1: changed on that. That's why we're now down to age 12. Star 9898 is the number on your cell. Lisa in Vancouver. Hi, Lisa. Well, I'm living
0: with like three seniors. So back in the early March, my whole family got the first dose of Pfizer. Now, do I have to call to register again, and I don't know how to register Like all three people. Actually, I called, but then they asked me to like wait for an email, but I don't know.
1: Okay, like, so yeah. they got her whole family got the Pfizer first dose in early March. Should they have been yeah. contacted by now, about a second dose?
0: The problem with people who got the fir- first dose before the online registration was set up is that they've got to go back and re-register. So the system wasn't set up properly enough back in march uh in february and january for that matter to enable them to find the contact information to to recontact them so if you got that that vaccine before the setup of the online registration province-wide uh you got to go re-register well they should go back she should go back online go back online or follow the call center phone them and don't give up
1: okay let's go to deborah on the line in Kelowna. hi deborah Hi, I just wanted to clarify the information I think I just heard on the radio that if we had our vaccines before the 10th of April that we should re-register. I phoned about 10 days ago on the um, 833 line for, for registration and they said it's okay like that we don't have to re-register. We had our vaccines on the 9th of April.
0: Yeah, yeah, but in terms of that date, um, what I'm talking about is the establishment of the province-wide online registration. Um, if you got your vaccine before then, it's not guaranteed you're going to get contacted. So just as a fail-safe measure, uh, go back on and re-register. But some people will be contacted, some won't. But people who re- registered on the province-wide system, if you recall at the beginning, only Fraser Health had online. Vancouver Coastal, Vancouver Island, we didn't have that online. Everything was done over the phone um that changed with the mass uh, immunization program that began in april whether it was april 10th or 9th i'm not sure but um, again if you got your vaccine early be proactive and re-register yourself
1: ross and north van hey ross hey thank you for taking my call
0: june 15th i know we're allowed to travel across the province what about leaving the province into
1: alberta and saskatchewan for example
0: Again, there's no law that prevents you from doing that. Uh, it's just the the protocol, the public health protocol, is don't do that unless it's uh, essential travel. And essential is defined on the CDC website as a number of things, including work. But if it's for recreational purposes or pleasure, you, you're asked not to do that until July 1st.
1: July 1st, step three, yeah. right there on the, the timeline canada recreational travel so that's when that you would get the green light I for expect, recreational I, travel within the country
0: unless something goes really sideways i expect we're going to get that
1: green light okay yeah certainly let's go to uh chris in north van hey chris hey
0: guys uh, uh just back to the logging thing and just more for clarity i'm trying to get in my mind what happens with these 130 protesters when they do get arrested are they simply arrested and then let go and they come straight back to the place. It was, that's what it seems like's happening. Am I Thir- incorrect there, or what's going on? Yeah, thirty I, seconds. I'm not sure how many people have been re-rearrested. I don't think many have. Uh, you do get processed. Uh, you're, there's paperwork attached to you. Well, you, you get a
1: contempt of court charge because uh, there's a court yeah. injunction there.
0: Yep, yeah, and you can. Uh, and again, this, this plays out different. It seems to play out differently for different people. Trans Mountain uh, protesters, for example, a number of them got uh, contempt citations. Some didn't.